Welcome to the Pitch Vision Academy Cricket Show, your guide to better cricket, whether you're a player or whether you're a coach. We're going to help you out a little bit, hopefully anyway, um, with a little bit of advice, uh, a little bit of chat and a little bit of conversation about the great game. My name's David Hinchliffe. I look after things and helping me to help you are two very fine cricket coaches. The first is the director of cricket at Millfield School. It's Mark Garraway. Hello, Garris. How's it going? It's good, mate. It's good. Uh, it's been a bit snowy again. I'm sure uh, others in the UK have experienced similar conditions, but uh, I can see green grass out in front of me on the outfield and on the square, which is better than it was at the start of the week. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there very slowly, much behind schedule, but we're very slowly uh, getting things ready. So hopefully in six to eight weeks, perhaps we'll, we'll get a game of cricket on. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe slightly less. That's, that's the hope anyway. Secondly, it's the head of cricket performance at Portsmouth Grammar School. It's Sam Lavery. Hello, Lavers. How are conditions there? Yeah, lovely. Beautiful blue sky today. Rugby posts have all been dismantled and put away. So, um, yeah, everything's everything's getting ready now. I will hopefully get um, get the roller back out again later later today with a bit of luck. And, um, yeah, first game in a couple of weeks. So uh, all, all looking forward to it now. We had... Um, uh, in the week we had um, the Metropolitan State University of Denver's human performance and sports it seems like it was their entire department arrive to watch us have a net um, and then and then them having no idea what cricket was uh, it was it was interesting to have a crowd of about 30 people watch us have a pretty uh, a standard net uh, and ask lots of questions but I think because they are from the human performance and sport, uh, side of things they did they did ask a lot of intelligent questions um rather than saying oh what's this boring game i'd rather be watching baseball they were they, they were asking a lot of intelligent questions and uh, yeah i got to speak to uh, troy morgan phd who uh is uh, in charge of things over there so uh, it was nice to chat with him and, and talk to him about cricket and baseball and american football and um see see that um we're all just people trying to perform in sport which is it was good fun and and when they left uh, it was very strange to go back to a normal net with no audience it was very unusual big big crowd for a net you don't see that very often do you well come on then tell us what you learned what, what did what did uh, what did they come up with yeah we did get a lot of time to uh, extract much from them they were only there for about 45 minutes but um and we were actually we were actually doing some cricket during the time so i wanted to focus on that so but you but have followed up since haven't you yeah you have i've followed... got his card in front yeah, of me good lad good lad They've given me some power-hitting uh, insights that uh, are, are a mystery to cricket and only known to uh, the, the very few in baseball. And now, Glasgow University Cricket Club. Watch, watch out as they, as they soar away with their, uh, with their title this year. Yeah, crikey, there you go. The other thing I've been doing this week is um, starting to read Mike Brearley's book called On Form. And um, as you can imagine, with Mike Brearley, it's a very um, deep analysis of uh, what form actually is and, you know, p perhaps some ideas on how you get there or, or, or maybe some thinking about how you um, find yourself out of form and, and things like that. But it's, it's very interesting. I'm only a, only a little way through it, but it's already proving to be very interesting. And um, one of the things that he said early on in the book, um, he was talking about um, getting run out uh, in a match with Jeff Boycott at the other end. I don't know if that was relevant. He did mention it, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
But he, he struck a ball. The story was he struck a ball firmly and it and it hit a, a close infielder, hit him on the legs. It was a good shot. It deserved some runs. It hit a close infielder and he set off for a run because it was a good shot. Um, Jeff Boycott sent him back and uh, he was run out. And um, and he said what it was down to really, was whether or not it was the correct decision by Boycott to send it back. And he, he, did, he did point that out. So I don't know if there's an under, undercurrent there. But he said um, what it really was, was that he felt he deserved, he felt entitled to some runs for that shot because it was a good shot and it was unlucky that it, the fielder would just happen to be standing in the wrong place. He didn't employ any skill to stop the ball. It just hit him. So he he was saying, you know, that this was basically down, you know, it was basically down this feeling of in, entitlement in that in that moment that he got himself run out. And so if he hadn't have felt that, if he'd have just acted on what had happened rather than what he felt deserved was going to happen, then he would have been okay. And that got me thinking about, well, how as a coach, how do you deal with an issue like that? Because you might see someone get run out and you might, you know, you might work on players' communication or you might work on improving your running between the wickets by getting faster or that, you know, there's a lot of things you might work, external things you might work on, but actually the root cause might be something internal. So as a coach, how do you help players who, you you, know, you, you get an undesirable outcome and what it really boiled down was something was going on in their head and nothing that you can really coach, nothing technical or tactical you can coach around that. You just have to, uh, you just have to get to the root of the problem. So how do you get to that root of the problem? I think we should, I think it's really important we spend a bit of time talking about how good the question is and kind of stalling, buying a bit of time <laughs> and thinking about it while we try and talk. But Can I read the book first and then come um, back to you on this one? <laughs> See what, we'll just spend the next 20 minutes reading the book quietly to ourselves. Yeah. I actually did see, I don't know if I heard it on the radio or the TV or I saw it on probably sort of the internet or something somewhere, but I did see the same kind of story told um, this week. So um, presumably there's a bit of publicity around certain parts of, of getting the book out there. Um, and, I, and I was actually thinking about it very briefly, not long enough to come up with a suitable answer, obviously. Um, but part of it and part of everything we do as, as coaches it is is very much getting to know our players and getting to know them. And, and, and I guess we get to know them um, in a number of other ways. And you've talked about sort of tactical or decision-making there. Um, but also we get to know them technically and physically. Um, and I guess we are able to identify at times whether something is a technical flaw or a, a flaw in their physical makeup. Um, and that's something that most coaches, I would I would say, feel reasonably comfortable with I mean particularly look at something like power generation and someone's ability to hit a six you you can look at how much power they can develop and you can look at their technical ability to execute that um, I guess we're going comparing um, tactical to, to mental now which is or, which which are two different things again and, and, and perhaps it is an area that isn't quite as strongly understood or the amount of time um, or thought that's put into it isn't quite as significant as the amount of time that coaches seem to invest in understanding these physical things and and I put myself in that category as well I feel I've got a reasonably good understanding of of some things but um, how do I how do I distinguish between um, an underlying mental process as a problem or just a tactical judgement 
Um, and, and also, are we looking for a blanket answer that this is a way of doing it, or, or perhaps are we thinking that there's not going to be a solution that's going to work for every cricketer? Um, we're going to have to find an individual way of um, solving each problem on a on a on a one one by one basis. So I don't have a initial answer of any quality, but I do see that there's an enormous need to have that understanding of an individual in the same way that you might have their be able to compare their, their technical and physical, their, their mental and tactical are two things that work together side by side in a very similar way. Garras. Thanks, mate. I, look, well done, because uh, you gave me some thinking time. Unfortunately, uh, this subject is way above my cerebral uh, level at the moment. Um, but what it has done is given me some fantastic reading for my uh, week in, Sard- in Sardinia, in uh, St. Lucia coming up. Sardinia, um, St. Lucia, where are you going next? Yeah, don't give anything away. Don't give anything well. away, because um, the, the fans will hunt you down. Ah. Uh, they will, they will, yeah. Um, I'll be on a sun lounger somewhere with a drink in hand, reading yeah. Mike Brearley's book oh, on brilliant. my Kindle. There you go. There you go. Um, and I'll be much better positioned after that, I hope, as long as I can understand most of the words, which I'm sure I will be, because Mike Brearley does tend to simplify things for us mere idiots. Um, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. So thank you, uh, David, for introducing me to a book that's going to keep me entertained over the course of my week away. Um, Brilliant. That's well, I'm not that far through yet. It might fall, all completely fall apart, but I doubt it. Having read, um, having read the Art of Captaincy, and, and keep coming back to that one, even you know, however many years afterwards, it's still still relevant in about ninety percent of it. I've got, I've got something on that. I've got something on that. I scored my first ever hundred as an under fourteen cricketer for Sandown High School uh, against St Mary's College in the first round of the Hampshire Cup. I'd never previously scored fifty. And Bernard Jateways, who was my geography teacher and my cricket coach at school, bought me The Art of Captaincy by Mike Brearley. And I read it cover to cover, and I must have done, probably like you, David, three or four times. It's still exactly the same book as he gave me, and that must have been, if I think back, 1986-ish, 87 maybe. Yeah. So that so it'll be my second Mike Brearley book that I'll be reading, which would be very good. If if that one if my Kindle lasts as long as the previous book that he wrote, then uh, I'd have looked after that better than most of my gadgets. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what I think about it. You know, again off the top, it's not really a it's not really a fully considered thing. But I think that the idea of getting to know a player that is quite easy if you're working with them, you know, one to one or in a small group situation where you do get to understand the character of someone. And you do start to work out the way they think and you sort of get into their heads and you understand their sort of the way they perceive the world a little bit more clearly because, you know, you're just working with them so closely and you're having conversations and you're asking why they do things and as, as well as how they do things. And um, yeah, a classic one for me is if you're working with a player in the net and they, you know, they smash a ball, you know, there's a great shot and they say, oh, that, you know, they say, oh, that's a good shot. You know, I'm going to say that I went for four if you're doing some kind of scenario. And then the bowler says, well, hang on a minute, I've got a fielder there. There's a moment there. You can see the reaction of that player and see what they do and see how they react to that situation. Perhaps they go, oh, do you know what? You're right there, mate. You did have a fielder there. Yeah, dot ball. Or do they say, no, he didn't have a fielder there. He's gone straight through. You can sort of get to know someone and see how they react to different situations. And while you can never understand someone completely... 
Um, I think you can get to know some basics of someone's character and 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 see how their behaviours reflect what they're thinking and feeling. So you can do it a little bit, but you know, unless you are unless you are a Mike really level of uh, analysis on humans, I think you're, I think we're all going to struggle a little bit towards it. But but if we if we're driving towards trying to understand people um, as people as well as cricketers, as well as um, you know the technical and tactical side you know just what they're like as a person i think that's that can only help uh, it might not be perfect but it can only help if we understand the, the players in that way i completely agree but going back to my hundred <laughs> it was a cut which went just in front of the square for four uh, and then i raised my bat and i think about two people clapped me but i felt quite good about myself um so yeah thanks thanks for that and thanks bernie jakeways for the book <laughs> about time he got thanks for that he's been waiting it is he was a massive influence on on my on my cricket many years ago as as I hope people will be talking about you two as well in years to come yes we can only hope let's help someone else though let's um, let's get a question let's get a question out of the mailbag and and read it out and see if we can um, get get a little get a little bit more crickety in our answers uh, and a little bit out of uh, out of our heads and so Cher has sent in a question and Cher says, I'm 22-year-old right-hand fast bowler and I'm having back pain on my left lower back. I was injured two years ago in a match and now when I run or bat, I don't have any back pain. But when I bowl, I have lower left side back pain and pain in my left leg. Can you give me some advice about how to prevent it and how I can start bowling again? Now, obviously, we're not doctors, we're not physios, but from a coaching point of view, you know, if you've got someone who, you know, the physio said, you know what, he's he's okay, he's not got any, he's not got any huge problems, but we just need to sort him out a little bit. Where, where will we come from? Well, the first thing I'd say is pain lower left back is, is first of all fairly common, and also isn't something that should go untreated or shouldn't be overlooked because that is a, a kind of classic symptom of either the makings of or the or, or a stress fracture um, so it doesn't mean it is a stretcher a stress fracture but that is the is the uh, the sign that something is doing some damage in an area that does tie in with where stress fractures often happen which is when that spine is effectively um, twisting um, snapping forwards and sideways at the same time so someone's falling away a little bit in their action um, and you're starting to get a build-up of pressure and just constant um, irritation through that flexion, and, and that can develop into a stress fracture. So it's really good that you've asked the question, um, and it sounds like there's possibly something that needs to change. Now, um, as I said before, it doesn't mean you've got a stress fracture at this stage. You may have, you may not have. We don't know. Um, however, it sounds like you do have something that needs to be changed, whether it is in your physicality, so in how well your back is protected through the development of those core muscles that's going to support your spine and hopefully control it Um, or the technical way in which you run jump and then ultimately bowl the ball so I'd be going I'd be thinking about a few things firstly can we improve you or firstly can you get a bit of medical support to see if there's a stress fracture caused already or not so that would be my first port of call. Can you get some professional advice on that? Um, if you haven't, I'd then be looking at what do I do technically that could have caused this? 
So is there any obvious lateral flexion? Um, are my feet closed off? Um, what's my alignment like, etc.? But that's causing some kind of lateral fresh flexion, possibly, which is creating this irritation. Um, and then from a physical point of view, what am I doing to make myself as bulletproof as possible? So how am I improving my physical condition to manage any slight deviation away from straight lines, which we're all bound to have, um, but to try and make sure that we're not um, uh, going to be in a position where our body is weak and we're not supporting that spine and those muscles around it. So there would be my first options. The other thing on top of that I'd be considering is what is my workload like? Um, so am I bowling 15 overs a day, day in, day out, etc., etc.? Um, in which case my body physically isn't getting any time to rest and recover um, or am I managing myself throughout a week with a process which would be different in each country and different for different age groups and, and levels of players but um, have you got a process there that's just going to manage how much you're actually putting how much stress you're putting through your body so that would be that would be my advice get it checked out see if you've got an actual problem um, yet with, with stress fractures or anything similar um, and if you have get some rest which you'll be given a period of time and then go about uh, identifying areas for improvement physically and technically and if you haven't make sure you get some physical and technical improvements done as soon as you can to make sure you are uh, future proofing yourself it is true Gareth isn't it one of the main uh, one of the main ways that uh, bowlers find themselves getting injured is they're not strong enough yeah, it, it is. But interestingly, on, on this sort of stuff, you know, how strong do you need to be uh, is the other question, because we also see um, a, a lot of bowlers. And, and I've worked with a couple who have got themselves so strong, but not necessarily functionally strong, that it, it's prevented them from reaching their peak or being able to bowl the ball consistently fast enough. Um, and also you've got to take into consideration is how much time do you need to spend in the gym in order to support your bowling as opposed to spending too much time in the gym and, and not enough of it bowling as well so it's a really delicate mix isn't it all, all of that I mean going back to Sam's points absolutely spot on from Sam um, uh, got got everything in the right order my, my one sort of add-on I suppose to the technical element around lining the feet up which is often one of the uh, things that, that uh, causes or starts to have a trigger effect to having um, uh, lateral flexion which he talked about there it is trying to identify that that root cause because often when the feet are blocked off at the crease, which is often what we see, people blocking their feet off so their, fight, their feet, if they're bowling to a right, uh, if they have a right arm are bowling to a right-hander, might be pointing towards leg slip or fine leg, for example, um, their alignment of the crease. Often what's happened is it's the last step in, uh, into your bound and the line of your bound, which takes you into that position. And obviously the body intuitively knows that they've got to get the ball down the other end towards those stumps and towards that batter. And as a result of that, the, the body leans over and, and you find a way of releasing that ball in, in a straight line to try and take wickets and to, to challenge the batter. But obviously the body isn't in uh, an appropriate place. And, and that's when, you know, I would always take a video back to the point where something looks as if it's causing something else. So this is the old action reaction thing. If I jump in, then the likelihood is I'm either going to splay out with my delivery stride or I'm going to have to go into a bit of a slight side flex position in order to get this ball straight so always go back to root cause 
often the root cause is how they're approaching their uh, their step into uh, their bound, their jump, um, or the angle of the foot as you go into that um, bound as well. Uh, you can imagine that going to fine leg, and then you, you have to adapt and um, as a consequence of that. So that's sort of a, the whole side flexion thing. Find out what the root cause is. Those feet being lined up are a symptom, but they're not necessarily always the root cause. That would be my my starting point. Then you know what, what are you, some of your strategies? Well, it's it's slowing stuff down. It's doing some statics, isn't it? You know, Stephen Jones and Ian Pont statics, getting a feel for those positions. It's having some walkthroughs um, where you're just getting used at lower intensity to getting the feet uh, in the right place into that bound position then into the delivery stride it's things like those uh, train train lines or tram tram lines instead of being on a tightrope when you when you bowl that you can you can look to try and uh, replicate over and over again and then increasing that that intensity um, until you can uh, repeat that at uh, uh, you know giving it full whack other sort of strategies that I've seen that have had some success over the years is um, applying a, a pull with some bands maybe in different directions so the body resists against those uh, that uh, you know pulls against that resistance and that can often intuitively um, get people to stand up a bit taller and, and not get uh, um, into those vulnerable positions that Sam was talking about earlier but uh, ultimately I, I try and find the root cause take it back use video rewind it get the old finger on the on the iphone and, and drag it back until you see something which looks as if it's causing something else and then deal with that first because we can get really wrapped up with a delivery stride and, and spend a lot of time on that but actually if we're not approaching that delivery stride at the right angles then obviously we're going to be compromised when we get into our, our feet position as well so uh, those would be my main bits of advice and in terms of gym time really working out how much you need to be doing in order to help yourself out because technically if you're not doing the right things and it doesn't matter how strong you're going to be you're still going to be compromised and either your performance or your health um so uh, i i would say you know try and get a bit of a handle on what is the right amount you need to be doing i've seen people not do enough i've seen people do far far too much um uh, so again you know best people to ask here are physios uh, if you've got a back injury you should be seeing a physio um, even if you're thinking it's not quite gone to that stage where it's acute see see a physio and either he or she will give you some advice on how you can strengthen up appropriately um, so those would be my bits of advice and if i could turn back time i'd learn a lot more about this years ago <laughs> well if you could turn back time, Garras, you would be working out whether they were strong enough off. or not. And I believe, <laughs> good. I believe that um, you would be the person to help them, um, because I I found mm. someone who who would be able to assist. Um, well, if you and if you if you obviously one by one you work through your deliveries, because love can build a bridge or, or a train track. <laughs> depending on what you want or a train track yeah. so you better sit down kids yeah I'd take it uh, one by one in terms of balls and repetitions as well yeah because <laughs> we, we all sleep alone after all <laughs> we do <laughs> and if you do get into that horrible horrible side flexion that lateral flexion thing you get a bit of a sheep shoop don't you in, in like L4 and you don't want do. that and it hurt it does hurt so you need a lot of love and understanding you know and ultimately you know pain isn't always <laughs> only skin deep after all 
But you see, the thing is, Gareth, I'm reading these off a list. I think you know all these songs. <laughs> You'll be bowling like Geronimo's Cadillac within five minutes if you get all this stuff <laughs> I don't right. don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, Cher, you're no longer bewitched, bothered and bewildered. Good. I like that. Interesting, interesting edit this week. <laughs> it's you'll all be, staying in. You'll be bowling like hell on wheels before you know. Sure. Oh, there we go. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I don't know how much help we, we gave Cher there, but we certainly had fun. So, And, and what's more important than that? <laughs> right, let's, uh, let's bring this show to an end before it descends into complete chaos. Um, we are wrapping up for another week. Um, we do have a, a, a competition, of course. We, we no- normally have a couple of questions, but it looks like uh, Cher's uh, won this one just purely off the back of uh, the ridiculous last two minutes of the show. So, um, Gareth, if there's people listening in to the show who want to send in their question and uh, get it answered and perhaps have a, their a Mickey taken out of their name just slightly, then how can they get in touch with us? They can give us a call on 0203 239 7543 or drop us an email at coach at pitchvision.com. That is correct. Uh, there's lots of other ways you can get in touch with us. Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash pitchvisionacademy. You can head over to pitchvision.com and send us a message using the messaging system there. Pitchvision Academy is the one to choose. Or you can head over to Twitter at pitchvisionacad. You can subscribe to the show. That comes out every week and um, it's available in your favorite podcast app. If you do a search for Pitch Vision Academy, you'll find us in there, or you can go to pitchvision.com slash academy and click on the podcast link for all the details, all the old shows, all the old show notes, and all the MP3 files to stream or download. That's all for this week. We hope you listen next week, but until then, have a good week. Cheers, Garris. Cheers, Davis. Cheers, all. Thanks, guys. Good luck, David, on that. Uh, do you know what? I'm leaving it all in. <laughs> I'm leaving it all in. <laughs> <laughs>